the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Great is His faithfulness. So we can count on God being ever faithful. We are unfaithful, but He is faithful. Good morning to my People's Baptist Church family. Good morning to our guests, to our friends, those who are here in the sanctuary, and those who are worshiping with us online. It's such a delight to be together on this beautiful day here in Boston. Last Sunday there was rain, this Sunday there's sunshine, and um, it's um, not as hot as what we have been reading about in Phoenix and in other places. So we praise God for that. The title of the message today is God's Promise to Meet All of Our Needs. God's Promise to Meet All of Our Needs. Philippians 4 and verse 19 is one of the greatest promises in the Bible. It is so all-encompassing that almost any other promise will fit under its umbrella. It says, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. The verse says, God will meet all of your needs. Then why do Christians have so many needs that are not being met? Is God's promise not valid? The answer to this question is that with every promise in Scripture, there is a condition which says, if you do this, I will do that. Many Christians want to take the Philippians 4.19 promise and apply it to their lives while avoiding the condition in verses 14 through 18. The context is, Paul is thanking the Philippian Christians for the sacrificial gifts they had sent him through Epaphroditus. He's telling them that because they had given sacrificially to him, God is going to take care of their needs. So what I want to do today is to look at the condition and then the promise. The condition, we must be generous to others. Proverbs 11.25 says, Be generous, and you will be prosperous. 
Help others and you will be helped. So when we are generous to others, God is going to be generous to us. Jesus said in Luke chapter 6 and verse 38, Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together, to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. If we are generous to others, God will be generous to us. The Apostle Paul is saying in our text that unless I'm obeying God in the matter of giving, God doesn't give any guarantee to meet my needs. God is not obligated to meet my needs if I am not obeying what he has told me to do. We can block the flow of God's blessing by being stingy. Paul gives us three reasons for being generous. One, our generosity is an encouragement to others. In Philippians 4, 14 through 16, Paul says, It was good that you helped me when I needed it. You Philippians remember when I first preached the good news there. When I left Macedonia, you were the only church that gave me help. Several times you sent me things I needed when I was in Thessalonica. The Philippine church, which was a relatively new church, it was not large, it was not wealthy because the Christians were very poor. And in fact, as we go through church history, you'll see that the people who are the greatest supporters of Christianity are those who are poor and in need. And there were times when the philosophers were criticizing the, the, the church and the Christians that their only appeal is to women and slaves and children. But the Philippian church was a poverty-stricken church. Yet they were big-hearted and, and generous in their giving, which was an encouragement to the Apostle Paul as he preached the gospel. Giving is an encouragement to both the receiver and the giver. Giving makes us like Jesus Christ. The most Christ-like thing we can do is to give. God gave his son, his only son, to die on the cross so that we may have the forgiveness of sins and the gift of eternal life. Jesus is our example of sacrificial giving. In the Philippian church, I had a reputation of generosity. In 2 Corinthians uh, 8, Paul calls them an example for the rest of the world. They came out of their extreme poverty. They gave more than they could afford to give. And their giving was a blessing from God to Paul. But number two, our generosity is an investment in the future. Philippians 4, verse 17, Paul says, Though I appreciate your gifts, 
what makes me happiest is the well-earned reward you will have because of your kindness. Paul is here using banking terminology when he says you are going to get a well-earned reward. In the Greek, it simply means accumulated interest. So Paul is saying, I want you to receive the reward that God has for your giving. In verse 17, he says, It is not that I, I just want to receive gifts. Rather, I want to see profit added to your account. We have an account in heaven, whether we believe it or not. God is recording everything that we do. When we give, it is recorded in heaven. Even a cup of cold water given in Jesus' name is written down. Every time we are generous to our family, to our church, to a stranger, to a person in need, it is recorded in heaven and will be rewarded. You see, it is an investment and the bank of heaven pays interest. But we don't get the interest if we don't make the investment. We store up treasure in heaven by giving, by investing in the work of Christ's church and the building of his kingdom. The Apostle Paul tells us, or tells Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 6, 18 and 19, he says, remind the rich to be generous and share what they have. This will lay a solid foundation for the future, speaking about heaven now, so that they will know what true life is. You see, God's bank never goes bankrupt, and we have eternity to enjoy the fruits of our investment here on this earth. But number three, our generosity is a sacrifice to God. Verse 18, I am amply supplied, having received from Epaphroditus what you have sent, a fragrant aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. The most pleasing thing we can do for God is sacrificial giving, we are most like Christ, as I said earlier, when we give sacrificially. It pleases God. Giving is an act of worship. It is just as important as singing, praying, or preaching. Paul says the gift the Philippian Christians sent to him is a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice to God. The gift they sent to Paul is equivalent to a gift to God. Every act of generosity can be done as a sacrifice to God. Anytime you have a spirit of generosity, it's an encouragement to others. It's an investment in eternity and a sacrifice pleasing to God. There are only two kinds of people in the world, givers and takers. The happy people are the giving people, the unhappy people are the misers who do not want to give. They do not understand what it means to be generous. You can't claim verse 19 unless you are doing verse 18. I must first be generous to others. 
Christ said, give to others and God will give to you. Be generous to others and God will be generous to you. When we meet the condition of being generous to others, then we can claim the promise of Philippians 4.19. But then let us look at the, at the promise. We have looked at the condition. Now let us look at the promise. Promise says God will meet all of our needs. Verse 19, and my God, says Paul, will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. This is the believer's insurance policy. It gives us God's guarantee that he will take care of us. Paul says, and my God will meet all your needs. Now this includes financial needs, physical needs, health needs, relational needs, whatever needs that we have can fall under this particular scripture. Notice it doesn't say that God might meet our needs, but God will meet all of our needs. It's a guarantee. If you meet the condition to be generous to others and to be generous in the support of his kingdom, you can, you can count on the promise. If you are a consistent, generous giver, you can count on the promise. God will take care of your needs. Now, there are many people who misuse this verse. There are two categories this promise does not include. It does not include the consequence of laziness. The promise is not an invitation to sit around with folded hands and say, I'm just trusting the Lord to provide and to meet my needs. God expects us to work if we are able in order that we might give to support his work and to support others. So here's what Paul says in 2 Thessalonians 3, 10, and 11. He says, while we were with you, we used to tell you, whoever refuses to work is not allowed to eat. We say this because we hear that there are some people among you who live lazy lives and who do nothing except meddle in other people's business. See, Paul is referring to able-bodied Christians who can work but refuse to work and spend time meddling in other people's business. But a second thing is that this promise does not cover all our wants. There's a big difference between needs and, and wants. I read that in 1890, a sociologist did a study and asked Americans what they thought were the basic needs of life, the bare minimum to survive. The study revealed that Americans thought there were 16 basic things everyone needed to survive. The survey was taken less than 100 years later, and it found that Americans think they have to have 98 things in order to survive. You see, our wants have a way of being exaggerated into needs. 
James 4 and verse 3 says, When you ask, that is, in prayer, when you ask, you do not receive, because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. See, God has not promised to, to provide us with all of our luxuries. There are health and wealth preachers today who teach that God wants everybody to be a millionaire. This is false teaching, as most of us know. But some years ago, I was um, attending a meeting in Dallas, Texas, and visited T.D. Jake's Potter's house for worship with my cousin who lived in Dallas and goes to uh, the Potter's house as well as her, her grown daughter. A visiting health and wealth preacher from Chicago, and I won't mention his name, was the preacher on that occasion. He told the congregation, among other things, I'm just speaking out you know, something that he said. He told the congregation that in one year, the church would have a thousand millionaires and three billionaires. And people gave an extended applause when he said that, perhaps hoping that they would be one of the millionaires. And when the time for the, for the offering um, came, people by the hundreds were going to the altar to place their gifts on the altar. And then once they were finished, then the ushers came, or I'm not sure they were ushers, but they came and picked up the offering. You see, God says through Paul that he will meet all of our needs, not all of our wants. God does not bankroll foolishness. If I waste all of my money in some area and my needs are not being met, I can't say, God, your promise isn't true. You see, your situation is not God's fault. So what has God promised? What is covered in this verse? All our legitimate needs as the children of God. That covers a lot of things. For example, do you have a financial need? If you're a faithful giver, a generous person to others, you have every right to ask and expect God to meet your financial needs. If you're not a faithful giver, you have no right to expect God to meet your financial needs because you have not met the condition. The same is true for any kind of needs, health needs, emotional needs, relational needs. God promises to meet all of our needs, not just some of our needs, but all of our needs. If that is true, then what do I have to worry about? Nothing. You see, God says, I, I assume responsibility for the needs of my children. Notice again what Paul says, my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Now, there's a big difference between according to and out of. Now, Bill Gates is a billionaire. If he wrote you a check for a million dollars, that would be giving to you out of his riches. But if he gave you a blank check and said, use it for whatever you need, he would be giving according to his riches. You see, God gives us a blank check 
Philippians 4.19 is the blank check for the faithful believer. A blank check is worthless if it does not have a signature on it. But on this check, it is signed by Jesus Christ, our Savior. And his check, we know, never bounces. A parallel passage of scripture that says, says the same thing relative to giving is 2 Corinthians chapter 9, 6 through 8. And the Apostle Paul here says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. If we really lay hold of this passage and understand its meaning, it can revolutionize our life. So the principle is this. If you are faithful in your, in your giving, God will take care of your needs. Giving guarantees God's provision. God will meet his promise when I have done what he tells me to do. It is what I call fun to give because I know that I can't outgive God. We can't beat God giving. He more than blesses us every day of our life. And I'm a witness to God's faithfulness in keeping to his promise to supply my needs. I don't have to speak theoretically. I'm speaking as someone who has experienced the goodness and the faithfulness of God throughout the past 60 plus years since I gave my life to him. So how do you think I was able to to complete 13 uh, consecutive years of academic study with only one semester school fees, without having to borrow a cent from anyone? It was God who provided the Ontario Graduate Fellowship and the Canada Council Doctoral Fellowship when I needed funds to complete my academic studies. It was God who provided a teaching position for me two years before I was finished with the, with the PhD degree. And they waited for me for two years in order to take up that position. It was God who provided the funds for my, for my wife and I to give our four children a prep school and Ivy League University education. I cannot take credit even for the 43 years that I have been serving as pastor of this historic congregation. I thank God for his faithfulness in leading and guiding and providing for all the needs, not only of my family, but of this church family, People's Baptist Church of Boston. To God alone be the glory and the praise. I can't take, take credit for anything that has been done. I'm simply a servant used by God in order for him to do what he planned to do with this congregation. He guides us in times of confusion. He keeps us in times of danger. He refreshes us in times of weariness, motivates us in times of struggle, and encourages us in times of failure. 
He knows when our burden is heavy. He knows when our body is exhausted. He knows when our faith is tested. When our spirit is low, our patience is thin, and when our soul is burdened. What a wonderful blessing it is to know that God takes care of the needs of his children, that he knows what is happening at every point, and he meets us at the point of our need. And he's able to do exceedingly abundantly more for us than we could ever ask or think. How thrilling it is to realize that God can transform burdens into blessings, tears into triumphs, deficiencies into sufficiencies, frustrations into faith, and miseries into miracles. Brothers and sisters, there is no pain that God cannot ease. There is no weakness that God cannot strengthen. There is no tear that God cannot dry. There is no sin that God cannot forgive. No promise that God cannot solve. No situation that God cannot control. No door that God cannot open. And no need that God cannot meet. And as the Apostle Paul says, And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Yes, he will. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.